Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. I just swore really loudly. And my daughter, right on the other side of this door. Probably heard it. She'll probably use it. Hopefully, in the best possible way. Doug's this has been Mind Gap Podcast. It's been Mind Gap Podcast. Week. Check in and see if Doug's daughter goes to attention. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie has, from day one, has had a innate uh, ability to use cuss words in the correct context. So I have no doubt in my mind that she will continue that trend now. Well, she if she has her mom's mouth, then she will absolutely use them correctly. So that's yeah. what matters. Because... Uh, Get swearing. Jill's got, uh, Jill's got a mouth on her, let me tell you. So... <laughs> I want just... We need to clip it, and that's a quote out of context. It is. She's got a mouth on her. Anywho, uh, I hope you're all doing great. Hope you're having a wonderful evening. Uh, If you're watching us live, we are streaming on a different day. I normally say we stream on Tuesdays, but we had a schedule conflict, so we are problem solving, and we're doing things the way that we know how, which is the right way. So suck a dick. Everything we do the right way. The right way. And don't you forget that. So super excited. We got some fun stuff to talk about tonight. But before we do that... Let's get in with a little bit of housekeeping. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. Uh, so last week, we sent you all on a quest. And some of you completed that quest with flying colors. So if you didn't do your quest last week, which was to take go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash podcast, find your favorite clip, find your favorite video, find your favorite episode, and post it on your social medias and tag MindGap Podcast while you're at it, please do so. To earn our favor. We very much appreciate that. Second quest for this week. If you're listening to this on the audio format, on a podcast app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's Spotify, because we are still on there. We didn't take our stuff off there. Because nobody no. nobody would care if we took our stuff off. But we're still there. We would make no dent no. in the numbers. Stitch, Podbean, Good Pods, wherever you're listening to this, your quest is to rate the podcast and also leave a review. It'll take you two minutes. That is your quest this week. Go to wherever you're listening to this on, on an audio format, any sort of podcast app, rate it, and review it. That is your quest. If you love us and you want to see us succeed, 
That is your quest for this week. We appreciate your efforts. We appreciate everything you're doing. It's just, you know, this stuff is hard for me to ask people to do. It really is. It always feels gross to promote myself. I don't like doing it. I don't like networking. I don't like doing any of that stuff because it feels like it feels off. But at the same time, you know, we're making some gains here, gang. We're seeing some uptick in some numbers, and I'd like to uh, I'd I'd like to see that keep going. So, for everyone who's listening and participating, fucking love you. You guys are great. Yes. You all are great, and we appreciate that. We appreciate everything you're doing. Just asking for a little bit extra. Just a little bit extra. If you can do it. Just one little thing. One little thing. We appreciate that. That's our call to action for the week. Your quest has been laid before you. We hope you accept. And we will bestow you with additional land and knightly titles. As is, you know, part of a fiefdom. It shall be done. We shall give you a rock painted as a fairy. (laughs) Indeed. If you're good, you shall be rewarded. Indubitably. Indubitably. Uh, also, if you'd like to support us, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. I added an extra tier. <laughs> this is a $1 tier. What? Yeah. There's $1, $1? and there's $5. I right? $1 is just like, hey, I want to support these guys. I don't have a, I don't, I don't have a whole lot. $5 is a big commitment, but I want to support you. There's a dollar. There you go. Bam. Right there for you. Very if you nice. want to be like, I want to give that five bucks, that's awesome. You get exclusive rights to a particular channel within our Discord. You get a shout out every time we stream, which leads me to this week's Patreon supporters. We got a new one. So slick. Shout out to Tom McIntyre for his support, also known as Sirloin in our Discord oh. community. Love Tom McIntyre. Went to college with the guy. Phenomenal athlete. Love him to death. Thank you, Tom for supporting us. We appreciate you, buddy. We appreciate Tom, your support. You. Yes! Tom. Continued support comes from Richie Armour from You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. If you guys haven't checked out that podcast and you like music, then what the fuck are you doing with your life? Go check them mm-hmm. out. They're great. Uh, continued support from Zenny, our very wonderful Meowniverse Memer Supreme. Zenny, thank you for your support. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I'm going to, here's what we're going to do. Everyone's going to get their own custom, uh, uh, when we shout them out, they'll have their own personalized uh, sound effect. Oh, shit. Moving forward. How about that? You know what? We should make that. If you subscribe for a certain amount of months, you get a personal, I like that, a personalized soundbite. I really do like that. Of course, the mighty slutty Bartfast, thank you for your continued support as well. And Uh, talk to me, slutty. There it is. And last but not least, Almighty Crit. From the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit podcast, thank you for your support, my friend. <laughs> there you go. For now. For now. That's all I got right now. But for now. Wait, no, I got a better one. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Here we go. There you go. There's one for Crit. There you go. There you go, Crit. So please head over to patreon.com slash podcast. If you'd like to support us, that is the venue to do so. We appreciate you. Can I throw out a suggestion for Please. that? <clears throat> Can we make a hundred dollar tier? I mean, we just just for why not? I mean, we could. And it's called the insanity tier. And if you subscribe, you are insane. I I mean, we suppose we could. I mean, <laughs> I would just like to. We could just I put just it up like there. It's like, why would you do this? And just see exactly. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wolf. Uh, I I didn't see you on there, man. 
It's okay if you don't. You don't have to support Wolf. You're part of this show, okay? Absolutely. You, you only do that if you want to. I'll fucking do it, Justin. No, Wolf. No. no. Hey. No. You know what? We won't put it up there now. Because <laughs> you're just crazy enough to do it. Um, so yes, uh, check us out on Patreon. Also, if you'd like to support us another way is to check out our merch on, uh, redbubble.com. Uh, just search for mind gap podcast. All one word there. We've got our classic logo, our spray painted logo. Get yourself something nice. Get yourself a hat, a t-shirt, a hoodie, uh, a tote bag, a backpack, all sorts of stuff, man. Like lots of good stuff. You get something nice for yourself. You can wear that around, support the podcast. We appreciate it. Appreciate you very much. Also, if you'd like to get to know the cool characters like myself, I'd say Justin, but Justin's typically not there. But are the other cool people in the community? Check out our Discord server. Uh, there's a link to it down below in the description on our YouTube uh, video right here. Uh, check it out. Join us. Come hang out. We have a really good time. We post fun memes. We have great discussions. We set up game nights. It's awesome. It's a really good time. Uh, come check that out and, and get to meet people like Wolf and Noah and Slotty and uh, Zenny and Jared, and all the other great people. It's a, it's a really good time, so come check that out. And last but not least, check out our live streams on YouTube, youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. Typically, it's every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central for the podcast recording, and Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central for video game stream time with me, hosted by yours truly. And uh, we have a really good time. We had a really good time last Saturday. Uh, we played Ultimate Chicken Horse, uh, the critically acclaimed game. Uh, known for its incredible story, its in-depth cutscenes, and uh, you know your ability to play as a chicken, a horse. You know uh, you can unlock the squirrel if you're lucky, and anything in between. Anything in between. Uh, it's a platformer game. I'm ter- I do not like pla- platformers. Don't do anything for me. When I was a kid, and I got Super Mario Brothers, and I played it because that was a game. And that was one mm-hmm. of the few that existed. That was fine. I don't typically enjoy them. I don't like running and jumping. I get really my hands get sweaty. It's it's really. I can think that. It's 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 not super fun to me. This game is all about that, and in fact, you design your own level as a group. Well, you can have up cool, to four actually. people playing, and the objective is to get from point A to point B, and you have a certain number of rounds, and every round you get components. And the 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 catch is, if it's too easy and everyone gets to the finish, nobody gets any points. If it's too hard and nobody gets to the finish, nobody gets any points. So you got to make it hard enough so that you can get points. And if you if you solo it, you get bonus points. And if you knock someone out with a trap, you get bonus points. Interesting. But you are still playing as a team. No, it's an individual no. sport. But okay. as a team, you build the level. So it gets really interesting when someone's like, oh, cool, I'm going to put this here. And someone's like, that's cool. I'm going to put a bow and arrow that just shoots constant arrows right here as well. And, oh, I'm going to put this here. Well, I'm going to block this. Or, oh, I'm going to put barbed wire on it. So whenever you jump on it, you die. And it turned into complete mayhem. And... It that was, sounds fun. I'm not going to lie. It was an absolute shit show for me. And we were playing, you know, winner, you know, winner gets bows out. But regardless of what happened with me, I was hosting. So I stayed in for the full two hours. And it was the first time I've ever wanted a stream to end. I was just like, Jesus Christ, make this end. This is so stressful for me. I'm so bad yeah. at this. Um, 
uh, it was it was very entertaining. So uh, we we got a couple shorts out of that, which were fun. We released one today, actually, uh, at the time of recording this. So you know, you get a real good shot of how it was. It was really really fun. Um, we had a good time. The Mind Gap All Stars joined us. We had a really good time swapping people in and out. It was it was really really fun. So check us out on Saturdays for our game nights. Tuesdays for our podcast. Uh, you won't regret it. And while you're there, last thing, like and subscribe. Right now, you know everyone says it. But I didn't realize how important it was until we needed likes and subscribes. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, if you want to become a partner with YouTube, you need to have on your channel 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of public watch time. So you have to get both of those metrics to qualify to monetize to get money. So we are slowly but surely punching our way there. And uh, every every like, every subs- subscribe, every time you share and get more people to view, it, it adds up over time. So we appreciate you. We appreciate your support. And um, we love you. That's 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 what it is. Just it's nothing more to say than we love you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. So that being said, uh, Justin, how was yeah, your week, does. man? Oh, man. My weekend was great. Uh, went and saw my my family in the Quad Cities, and it was uh, it was. A, I feel like I haven't well, I haven't seen them in a while because uh, we were going to go down around Christmas. Beth and I got COVID, so that pushed it back uh, into January. But then something happened in January, so it just kind of kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So it was nice to go down there, and we got to drive down in our brand new car. Ooh. We didn't have to rent a fucking car again. Yeah, so excited. That's awesome. Uh, it's been it's been nice to have a car. I got to admit. Uh, again, we got a uh, we got a new Subaru, and uh, it's been fun, man. I uh, I enjoy tooling around in it. New cars are. I don't know what it is about the new car smell, but it is so pleasing to me. Yeah, it's one of those smells that I I I've heard some people say that they can't stand it, but I for me it's it is a I don't know what it is. It's just very very pleasing. That and paint. If I walk into a place and it's fresh, freshly painted or like it's new construction, something about that is uh, I like the feeling of new. I like the smell of new. There it is. We got down to it. You ever walked into a trap house that's been freshly painted while you're strangling a prostitute after two years of a divorce hard earned? Well, then you know what it's like to drive a Subaru. There it is. That fucking TikTok. I can't stand that fucking thing. Every time it, every time I scroll through Instagram, I see a reel and someone's got the mustache on. I'm like, next. It's, nope. It Not going to do it. bothers me to no end. But All anyway. Right. So Jerry says, can you please pronounce Subaru the New Zealand way? Okay, here you go. Subaru. Did I get it? Did I, yeah. Did I get it? It's good. Yeah. yeah. I think you got it. Yeah. Uh, Subaru. Yeah, was that it? Total New Zealand, right? Yeah, I we're give it. Throw us a throw us a challenge, Jared. Yeah, come, come on. on, Jesus Christ! It's what you call a slam dunk, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> car. <laughs> that was it, right? Car. That was it. Car. 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 <laughs> anyway, I cut you off. No, it was great. How <laughs> was your week and or weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, Natalie uh, is, uh, we are finally on the Return of the King for Lord of the Rings every Friday's movie night. <laughs> I you guys were going through that. 
and uh, we we finished two towers, and uh, and then we moved into a little bit of Return of the King, which I realize the extended version is over four hours long, like Ooh. is a long, long movie. So yeah, you're uh, testing a five year old's attention span there. She, honestly, dude, driving home today after picking her up, she goes, Dad, about the ring, and there was just no context. I go, you mean the ring from Lord of the Rings? She goes, Yeah. And she just starts asking me questions. She's oh, just, game on. She's yes. Like, How come it turned that man bad? You know, Gollum? I was like, great question. You know, his original name was Smeagol. And she just starts asking questions. And I was like, you know, the ring is evil and it corrupts people. What's corruption mean? Oh, it just turns people, makes them do bad things. She goes, how can a ring talk? I'm like, well, it's more of like influence. And we're just getting into all this sort of stuff. And I fucking love it. I was like, this is ask me any question, anytime about this. And we will have a conversation. I love it. That's fucking great. I love that, man. That. And she's just constantly asking me questions about the Eternals. And I'm like, we've already covered what this is <laughs> coming home from swim lessons. She's like, dad, the deviants, why were they there? I'm like, Oh my God. They were there to get rid of the apex predators, but then they evolved and they started hunting humans. And you got to have humans in order for the celestial to be born. And that's why the Eternals showed up so they could hunt the deviants. And then the blah, blah, blah. And, she, and she's like, okay. But what was that big red guy's name? I'm like, I don't fucking remember his name. What do you want me to be? An encyclopedia of the Eternals? Sorry. His name was Zod. There Moving on. <laughs> Zod. Zordon. I love it, though. I absolutely love her asking questions about these things. Well you know. The thing is that makes you realize that she's sitting there at swim lessons waiting for her turn to take a lap and she's going why were the deviants there? Like she you like this means that she's thinking about this is occupying brain space for her during the day. And like that's just fun to know that a 5-year-old is trying to deconstruct this right? these, these thoughts during the day. And the best part is like she'll tell me like she'll she'll nail some components of it sometimes too which I'm like see you, you got this you're paying attention. You understand it, which I'm I'm shocked at, which is great. Yeah, it's super cool. I'm sorry, Jared. You're referring to the Eternals as a trash movie. I've never heard you refer to any movie as trash. Like this is yeah, this that's is a little. New. Do we have a, like a breaking news soundbite or anything like that? Any sort of sound effect? This just in: Jared called a movie trash. Unbelievable, man! Unbelievable. Lord eleven. More after these messages. Uh, but yeah, I had a I had a great weekend. Anytime I get a chance to to you know hang out with Natalie and watch movies, I just get so I'm waiting for the Dark Knight. I'm so excited to watch. Pop it on. No, not yet. It's not just time. Pop it it's on. not time. Come on. It's not time, man. It's not time. Next week? No, it's not time. As much as I want to, I started rewatching like the the new Planet of the Apes movies, uh, Rise and Dawn of Planet of the Apes. I'm like, I want to watch these with Natalie. Yeah, there's no way she will enjoy this at all uh, right scary. now. It's it's, it's, it's it's just gonna be like, why are they hurting the apes? You know, like what is going on? Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna make sense uh, to her. But I, I look forward to have like just you know watching these movies with her. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so much fun. I'm just going through the list of movies. I'm like, oh, I want to watch Alien with you. Want to watch Aliens? <laughs> What's funny is that like I've got memories of like my dad, me and my dad sitting down and watching. Uh, you know, Caddyshack or watching, you know, uh, Butch Cassidy Sundance, like watching Bullet or some some old old school movie, um, you know, and or some old Western with Clint Eastwood. And my dad be like, oh, when I was younger, I used to love this and this and this. And it's now it's it's getting to that. It, it's weird to go through those passages 
of adulthood that your parents, you witnessed your parents going through, but didn't have any context for what they were going through. Yeah. And now you're living, you're like, holy shit, this is what it was like. No wonder they were so excited to show me this thing. Right. Because they loved whatever they were showing me. And I pray to God that it's going to love what I'm showing them, because if not, yeah. I'm going to be hurt. Well, that's going to be the thing is, you know, I want to. I don't want to like overly influence her. Like if she doesn't like something, I want her to be able to uh, be like, I didn't like that. Like, that's cool. You know, but at the same time, I just I don't actually have any fond memories of watching movies with my parents. Like a lot of that really? was spent watching VCR tapes with my brother when we were on our own, like we entertained ourselves with that. I don't really have a ton of memories of sitting around watching movies with my parents. Like, yeah, I remember going to the movie theater with my mom, you know, while we were on trips and stuff like that, but it, it wasn't, you know, yeah, there, there was, there's not a lot of fondness. Whereas now I'm, you know, I'm hoping I'm creating at least some lasting memories with Nat. So oh, yeah, she at least, you know, we'll sit there and we'll watch it and, I'm. She hates spiders, so I'm, I warned her. I go, listen, Return of the King. There's a big spider. There's yep. some spider stuff that's happening, and she goes, "Well, can we skip it?" I go, "Yeah." I go, "But we'll get there." She goes, "Well, how will we know when we get there?" I'm like, "Oh, you'll know when we get there." She goes, "Will there be webs?" I'm like, "Yeah, amongst other things, oh, you'll know." So there will be the the whole tone's gonna shift. Now. Yeah. Well, it's funny know. too because yeah. at the end of the two towers, like Gollum starts referencing her as she, and you know, her name's <clears throat> Shilo, but he's like, maybe she could do it, you know. And she's like, you know, I'm like, who's she, Natalie? She goes, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I guess we'll have to find <laughs> out. And she's like, has a really expressive face, like, who's she? I'm like, I don't know. Next time, because that's the thing. She'll ask a lot of really great questions because yeah. she's almost six. She doesn't realize that if she just waits. Her answers will come. She'll be like, Dad, well, what's going to happen? I'm like, I keep going, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. She goes, Dad, I love it when you say that. I'm like, I'm glad because I'm saying That's it all the adorable. fucking time. <laughs> That's adorable. She loves that. I was like, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Because I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that when you're watching a movie and someone's like, well, well, what's, what's, why are they doing this? I'm like, well, you know, it's probably going to be answered by the end of the movie. So let's just find out. I'm okay with the pause and being like, Hey, I don't think I understood what just happened. Can we talk about that real quick? And like, yeah. let's break it down so that we can then, you know, move forward. But like, what what yeah. happened? What, what do you think is going to happen? Like, yeah, I don't want to do that. So <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. We can get, yeah. Let's yeah. just move on. Let's just move on. Uh, so real quick, quick announcement for anyone uh, who's paying attention. Uh, Justin will not be here for the next couple of episodes because he's going yes. on a great adventure. So yes, a grand adventure, if you will, a grand adventure. To we are uh, Beth and I are moving up to Grand Rapids, Michigan, from Chicago, and so next week is going to be a packing week, and uh, that Saturday will be when we're actually moving. And just to make sure that we get internet up, and I'm all set and locked in and ready to go, so we're not scrambling at the last minute. I'm also going to take the next week off. So two weeks to get up to Grand Rapids, get settled, get internet up and ready to go again. By the 29th, I think it is. I think we should be is it the 29th. No. When is it? By the 20, by the first, by March 1st, I should. Be, no. Yep. By March 1st, I should be back. So by March 1st, <laughs> Justin will return. And hopefully he will have internet up by the 26th because that's when we're doing the next D&D uh, stream. So fingers crossed. Oh, I should. So I just got off the phone. You know, let me tell you what I'm not happy about. Okay. Oh, let's let's so, do it. My uh, hold on. Justin's not happy. Beautiful. So 
my uh, building that I currently live in uh, is RCN based. So I was forced to have RCN right now. I can get a good deal on another service uh, for reasons we won't go into. And I have every year that we've re-upped our lease here, I keep asking, is there any possibility of getting a diff this different service? And they're like, no, we can't. We're with RCN and this and this. And that's fine. RCN has been fine here. I've I've never, never really had a big issue with them. Uh, their service, their their internet has shockingly been lightning fast. So I've been very pleased. I just don't like not having a choice. Mm -hmm. And so moving, I'm like, here we go. Now I get my choice. I get to do the thing. New apartment complex. We're signing a five-month lease at an apartment complex while we continue looking for houses. The apartment complex is like, oh, and we are with AT&T. I'm like, well, right, but like we can get anything. And they're, nope, we have an exclusivity deal with AT&T. And I'm like, no, come on. So I just got done setting up my AT&T account. And let me, let me tell you the truth. AT&T is just as bad as everyone says they are. I do not like the experience. The individual person was fine, but the whole experience of setting it up is a bunch of nonsense. Is that even good internet or is that still like DSL? No, it's a, uh, they've actually got fiber oh. uh, lines rolling out now. So last time not, I had them, it was DSL. So that's yeah. all they offered. <laughs> it's, this is high speed internet. Um, what they're claiming is high speed internet. We'll see. Uh, but you know, it's, it is what it, the thing is, there's no contract and I'm there for five months. So once we get That's the house, thing. if there's some weird fucking bylaw, it, like the subdivision you live in or the streets only has 18, I'm going to fucking rage. All right. I will, I will, I will pass on a house if I can't get my choice of internet provider. So here's the thing, Justin, I don't have any choices and I live in a house because Comcast is the only one that services my area. Like, and I hate it because I'll get any other. One I'll get there. ads for all sorts of shit, and I'm like, <laughs> let's check this out. It's like, yeah, we'd love to. Here's everything we offer. I'm like, that sounds good. It's like, type in your address. It's like, nope, we don't service you. I'm like, fuck off. Like, really? Like, I have to use Comcast, and I hate yeah. it because they only do cable and internet packages. You cannot okay. get internet by itself. It's just and oh, wait. You can't cancel the. That's interesting because I know my sister in laws uh, looking to to drop like one or two like change up the thing, but I didn't realize you you had you to probably have it. to do some very convoluted like phone labyrinth sort of thing right. to make it happen. They do not advertise anything other than their packages, so which sucks because I'm like I don't even use the cable package, but right. Well, the AT&T lady was was hard selling me on, you know, do you if you uh, want to bundle cable with this, this and this? I'm like, no, we cut the cord a while ago. I said we do sling for our live TV and we have a bunch of and I do Pornhub for other. other stuff for family yeah, right. time. I'm good. I've got Pornhub. <laughs> I just need it. This is fiber, right? So I can download is, porn really well. <laughs> you've got a terabyte of data. Uh, can we go unlimited? <laughs> I don't think you realize I'm next to blind. Yes. I, yeah. uh, I need, I need all, I have three hard stuff. drives in addition to what, you know, I, I got a lot of downloading. So, right. I'm streaming seven devices, 24 hours a day, right? Whatever room I'm in, it's playing. My wife made me give up my DVDs in exchange. I said, I will download it from the internet. So onto <laughs> hard drives. So that's, that's what I'm doing. So 
stacks and stacks of hard drives. Yeah, I replaced yeah. the stacks of DVDs <laughs> with stacks of hard drives. They're all meticulously organized so I can right. find exactly they're labeled so I know right. like this is the drive that's just anal. This is <laughs> this is the, the drive that's all about butt plugs. I should probably actually right, let me go back. That should also be with anal, I think, you know. Oh yeah, that needs actually to go give me an idea. I need to fix this. One second, please hold. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, no, but like they, she was hardcore, like trying to sell the the bundles. I'm like, nope, we just do this and that. We stream now, and she's like, oh well, if you get the uh, Direct TV streaming package that bundles with AT and T, I'm like, I don't want that. Thank you. And she goes, okay, well, can we bundle your mobile device with? And I'm like, nope, we have Verizon. We're happy with Verizon right now. Well, we'll offer a discount if, nope, think. It was just nonstop. I'm like, dude, just give me the internet. I'm only asking for the internet. Stop forcing me into these packages. I hate it. Like, listen, I know this is your job. You're following your script. But how about I bundle your ass? How about that? How about that, lady? How would you feel huh? about that? Yeah, I'm going to bundle your ass. We'll get to the butt in a second. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, uh, you know, I was getting a lot of these uh, advertisements through the mail, which I can't fucking stand. I can't believe yeah. companies still do this. Like, what a waste of money to it send out mailers. Money and paper. And I go through it. those things away fucking immediately. And I go, it's like, hey, if you want to get taken off this list, call this number. And I do. And Justin, it's seven ads, like on a pre-recorded line that you have to listen to before you get to the opportunity to opt oh. out. I was like, you guys... <laughs> are the fucking worst. You're the worst. You have to have seven ads. I'm like, right. no. And I can't skip that's them. You got to go through awesome. them. The worst. Dude, that's rough. I would love to see what the return is on those uh, paper flyers that get sent out. Like, is, is this really worth your... It, I, if people are still doing it, you have to assume that they are give, getting some return on it, right? They're I don't know, man. enough sales to to justify continuing to do it i i don't know man i i i can't, I can't imagine it's got to be such a pain in the ass for someone to manually put that stuff out put the postage and like just that's yeah. uh, what a waste of money yeah Ugh. it's a waste of everyone's resources. it's a waste of money of paper of gas uh to to load them up and ship them out like my god what yeah. are we doing yeah as a society but you know it's not a waste of money or a waste of time exactly. justin the Legend of Vox Machina, now on oh, Amazon Prime. Yes. Woo! Um, if you all aren't familiar, uh, this is an amazing animated show on Amazon Prime from the creators of Critical Role, the Dungeons & Dragons podcast that has swept the world by nerd storm. Uh, it is, it's, it's such a fun show. Uh, they released the new episodes, uh, three episodes every Friday. Um, and it is, I, I've watched the first six, so which I guess is half of the season because they're doing 12 episodes. I've confirmed that today. I thought it was 24. It's, it is 12. Yeah. Doug got me real excited. I'm like 24. Yeah. They're going old school with this. Yeah. They, uh, they actually crowdfunded 10 episodes and then Amazon funded the the remaining two so this was yeah. such a wide success for the critical role crew that amazon was like oh yeah we uh we'll pick this up no problem yeah and it has been an absolute delight so um yeah it, it is it has been so much fun just to watch it i this it's based on their first campaign which i didn't listen to 
Um, I got into Critical Role during Campaign 2. Um, so this is like super fun for me because I know of the characters, but I don't know any of the story that happened. I know this isn't necessarily a straight adaptation of their campaign. They've thrown in some extra stuff and some new stuff, and they've streamlined some things. So I'm just enjoying it because I also really enjoy uh, these players as voice actors. I think they do a phenomenal job. They're really talented voice actors. I gotta say, um, every every one of them is just bringing the A game, and and uh, I'm floored at how many different voices Matt Mercer does. Really, he's, really impressive. He's a chameleon. I mean, if you listen to him do the D and D campaign, like he does every fucking voice. That's not yeah. the players, and you're constantly like, Jesus Christ! All right, well, there's Scottish, there's Irish, there's English, there's just cowboy. There is, I mean, he just constantly does an incredible job of just coming up with voices. And, and know that yeah. when you come back and revisit those characters, he pulls them right out like they were never gone. He knows exactly what they are. Like, I, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how he keeps them straight. Like, all these NPCs, and then when they come back around, just to be like, that was that one. Unless he knows that they're going to be in the same area where these. NPCs were last seen. I I don't know if you can prep for that, but no. Uh, he's a special part in campaign two. We were talking about this before the show, where uh, you know Laura Bailey uh, as uh, Jester well, uses a spell called sending. Oh yeah, where she can send a message that's twenty five words or less to any character anywhere in existence. And there are times where she would just randomly send a message to a character we haven't heard from in months uh and she's just like i want to check in with this character and matt's like okay and yep. she just sends him a message and he will come back in that voice i'm like he there's no way he could have prepared or known yeah that was going to happen wow. and it, it's it blows my mind that he has the capacity to be like all right yeah 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 the the pirate king got it yeah i know exactly who that was and what he how he sounds like and he gets it and just fucking delivers it like a champion i have no idea how he does that it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. But yeah, um, I was before we started rolling, I was telling you, like, you've ruined me now because I did not think I was going to get into D&D. I thought I was like, oh, Doug, Doug's been talking more and more about this to me. And Doug's getting really into critical role. And it's it's kind of it's in my uh, it's in my environment now more. And I'm like, it's I mean, I'll it's it's entertaining and it's interesting, but it's not really my thing. I don't I'm not going to get into it. And lo and behold, little bit by little bit just chip chip chipping away at my armor and uh you rolled a you rolled a natural 20 and got right in there doug that's right i got all up in there just a little bit by little bit all up in there yeah yeah it's just it's just so much fun man i'm a fan i i just honestly i like the critical role squad as people like they're just fun good relatable people and they're just so it's so much fun to watch them have fun. Yes. Like I, there was uh, something Marisha Ray, uh, who plays Keyleth in the show, uh, she tweeted out tonight, and it was this during the middle of a show recently. One of the new guys, Robbie, he's he's taking all his dice and he's stacking them up, and Travis is sitting right next to him. He's watching him do it. He's giving the side eye. He just slowly moves his elbow over. 
very stealthily. And then right as Robbie's trying to put the finishing touches on, he moves his elbow real quick and knocks it and knocks over his, his dice tower. And he's just is like, you motherfucker. And like they're both just, there's a very dramatic moment happening elsewhere. And Travis is covering his face. He's like trying so not to make any noise. And they're both yeah. trying not to laugh. And they're just like, Robbie's just staring at him like, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> It's that you can just, it's like best friends, brothers. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it, they have such a great relationship. And, the thing that I'm not going to lie, the thing that really pushed me over the edge was uh, Fumbling Four. Yeah. That was the that. listening to the few of those episodes to get because I'd listened to some clips that you had sent me from Critical Role, but I sat down and listened to a few full episodes of Fumbling Four to get ready for our guest spot on that podcast. And doing that, I was like, oh, I'm starting to see, like, it helped me to see the whole, a, a larger, like, okay, this is what a, a whole episode or a whole sit down session looks like yeah and once i could see that something something clicked into place for me i don't know what it was i would have done it with critical role earlier but the episodes are like four fucking hours long and they're just it's a heavy lift man the thing is if you get started you're off to the races like yeah. it's 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 one of my it was one of my favorite things to listen to over the summer basically from i think april through god i don't know like right until they started Alexandria Unlimited, which was like the miniseries before yeah. um, uh, Campaign 3. I, I finished the whole thing, and it was just whenever I was walking, whenever I was working out, whenever I was cooking, it was just like n so nice knowing I'm like, I've got four hours of content. And I'm not, and I just, I was just burning through them, like one yeah. after the other after the other. And it was just so enjoyable to listen to. So few ads, like so few ads. It's so much content, like the whole time. It's so much fun. And uh, it was just also, I just look at it as it's a double edged sword because people call actually call it the Matthew Mercer effect. Mm -hmm. People are saying that if you watch Critical Role and then decide you want to do D&D, &D, there is sometimes an adverse effect that comes along with it because Matthew Mercer is such a phenomenal DM. Yep. He does such a great job with voices. He does an incredible job with his campaign. It's meticulously like detailed. Like he, he, pulls out all the stops for this sort of stuff yeah. that people go in with these humongous expectations and right. then when it's not matt mercer over there doing like the and then you open up a a wine bottle you know and he does like all the sound effects right. and things like that people are like this fucking sucks man what is, what is this what is that? it's like critical role is porn and you watch it, you're like, all right, expectation. And then you go and have sex. You're like, wait a second. Wait a minute. Real sex isn't like porn. Man, I shoved her face right into my, my ass. And she was like, what are you doing? And in the other movies I saw, they, she just went after it. You know, like what it was an all-you-can-eat buffet, you know? Is that on the anal hard drive as well? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I can see that, though, where, like, he would – because he, he's – phenomenal at what he does for for good reason i mean that's why they're so popular but yeah i can see where that would be if you got started there and you just had a dm was like all right what do you want to do next just a lackluster dm well like, oh, yeah and the thing is like there's nothing wrong with that either it just depends on the group and to be fair yeah. D, like critical role they're performers like that what oh, they're yeah. doing is a performance it is pure entertainment like they are having fun but it has morphed into them entertaining and they're mm -hmm. enjoying themselves but they're they're actors they are trained actors who are playing this game of pretend like they're going right. 
hard and they understand their characters. They know how to play it. Like they cry, they get angry. Like they do what their characters would do. It's it's awesome. It's so much fun. Like you know, being able to being able to do that. And it's not always going to be like that. And that was that was kind of the thing for me is I never played before. And then I did, and I was like, oh, I should listen to Critical Role so I can get better at the game, which it did make mm-hmm. me better at the game because I would be sitting there listening to combat and someone would say something, I'm like, nope, that's not right. It should be this, and then Matt would correct him. I was like, nice, I'm right. I like, I know what should happen as their character who's doing this, and you know, D&D is full of endless rules. It is rules right. on rules on rules, and at the end of the day, you know what? You can say fuck the rules and just have fun. That's what it's all right. about. But when things call into question, it was really nice to be like, I know the answer to this. And it made me better. But also at the same time, I absorbed the theatrics with it and the everything. So then when I went back to it, I was I was a little disappointed Yeah. when it didn't meet expectations. And that was on me. I was like, I can't expect anyone to be this group of people. That's not what this is. I can't expect other players who have never played before to really go deep into role playing if they're not comfortable with that, you know? Our one shot is going to either be the best thing you've ever done or the worst thing you've ever done. Yeah, I've because I am either you're going to have fun uh with a bunch of noobs playing or you are going to get so disheartened cuz we're like it's going to be like two you're chasing toddlers around, you know, we're Yeah. I I'm telling myself, for anyone who doesn't know, I've said this lots of times. I've been working on a one shot for over a year at this point or yeah, pretty much close to a year and uh it's not really going to be a one shot. A one shot basically means it's something you do in one session. It's not going to be that. It's probably going to be a couple sessions. But yeah. um, I've I've had to really tell myself and think, all right, what if they don't follow the plot? And just be like, cool, just be prepared for that. Let's build this out a little bit more. Let's just have this this place for them to play in and see what happens. And there's where I you know would like it to go, but that's not up to me. It's right. up to you. I'm going to create a problem and you all will have to solve it the way that you see fit. And I will yeah. hopefully, and I will, Justin, I promise you this, you'll have options. Okay. <laughs> I will give all you right. options. You will not just have AT&T as your solution. You will have many options. Ah, oh, thank you. So, thank you. It's yes. not going to be like the D&D light that we play on Saturdays Mm-mm. where it's like, okay, you have either this or this you go to no. this next room yeah. then go to the next room then go to go the to, next room go to the next room yeah and go to the yeah and yeah. then you battle check for traps open chests next room next yeah. room yeah no this is this is this is going to be very interesting to see where it goes so now, let, I, let me ask you oh go ahead no go ahead i was gonna say let me ask you this is is it just and i can't remember what the name of the the effect is but is it just that i have been inundated with D more and so i'm noticing it more in in my environment or in, in my bubble around me or is D and D becoming, is it seeing a resurgence? Do you think that it is, there's a, there's a, uh, and may not like giant, you know, coming back into the fold, but is there a resurgence of the popularity of D and D or is it just because I'm more aware of it now? I think it's both. Um, you know, I think, uh, the wizards of the coast, which is the company that owns D and D and publishes all the stuff. Uh, I think we actually covered this a couple episodes back where they had, one of the highest grossing revenue years of all time in recent years, because part of it, I think the pandemic <clears throat> has sure. driven people to trying this stuff out. The ability and the accessibility of being able to do this stuff online. You know, I know there's, there's definitely purists who are like, you have to be in person. You have to roll physical dice. 
that's not how I did it. I was always doing it remote, so that's what I know, and that's what I yeah. like to do. Uh, but it is extremely easy to get into it and to pick it up. And then on top of that, you've got things like Critical Role that are hitting the pop cultural zeitgeist, plus things like Vox Machina, plus there's a plethora of other podcasts out there like Dungeon Daddies and, you know, Fumbling Four and Almighty Crit and, you know, all these yeah. other things. And there's, yeah, like uh, Jerbus just said it too, like Stranger Things, that popularized it as well. Yeah. Um, there's so Thank many things me. out there. Yeah that exist that that make it possible but you know i would also argue that critical role is a huge part of that as well i mean this show is is an absolute you know pinnacle of what you can do with someone's creativity because I, I don't know if people really grasp the fact that if you watch this show which i hope you do by the way it's very adult it's not for kids oh yeah yeah i want to stress yeah. that there is a lot of swearing there's nudity there's a lot of gore it's very fun. It's raunchy. Yeah. It's it's the way that it should be, um, but it, it's it, it, this whole, whole entire world was created by Matt Mercer. Like he created this entire planet that exists, and each campaign takes place in a different part of the planet, and it oh, is connected. So it is all on one planet. Then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That I was I didn't know. So like the campaign one takes place in Taldore. <clears throat> campaign two takes place in oh god I've already forgotten the name. Of the place where it takes place, and then the campaign Ireland. is in—it's in Ireland. It's in the yeah. United States of Kentucky. America, Kentucky. Uh, and the campaign three is in a place called Marquette. And so, but in campaign two, they got Easter eggs about stuff happening, and, t- and things were referenced in Taldore and things like that. So okay. it, it it definitely is a living, breathing world. It's very complex. There's a seven-minute video that Matt Mercer and his team put together that explored. The history of Exandria, which is the name of this planet, like how it came to be, the idea of like, because in this world, gods are real and they interact with people. And there were some good gods and bad gods. And there was this thing called the Celestial Gate that they put up to prevent the gods from directly interfering with people or certain ones from doing this or that. And it's, it's a whole lore and world building that he put together that, you know, there's a timeline, there's all sorts of shit. And fucking nuts man. it's it's how, yeah like you sit there and go like how long did he work on 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 building this out and then also it's never done Mm-mm. like because as they explore new areas he's got to create new areas and it's just man talk about that that is really hard to wrap your head around one of my favorite things he created in season two was what he the the players called the happy fun ball okay and it's this device that they found and it's magical. And when you figure it out like a puzzle, it teleports you inside. And there's an entire universe that, exci- that is, exists inside this ball. And time flows differently. So an hour in there is like a day outside. So the first time they go in there, they're exploring. They come out. It's been a week. And like they pop out of it. And like they're on a ship and their crew's like, Jesus Christ, where have you been? They're like, what do you mean? They're like, it's been seven days. Like, where have you been? Like, oh my god! And but it was it, within this device. I think Matt officially mapped out twenty percent of it, and that's the most that we really saw. He had there were rooms that were beyond like whatever Jesus because Christ, each room is a puzzle that, depending on where you go and what you can find, will lead you to another room. That could possibly lead you elsewhere, and there was dangerous shit in that ball. 
They almost died a couple of times. Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I, yeah. Again, it's just, it's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. When you think of someone building, because people have world world built before. You know, we've seen it with Dune and with Star Wars and with uh, Lord countless of the Rings. other sci-fi. Exactly, Lord of the Rings. People have built worlds, uh, giant worlds before, but someone like this who has to build the world and let other people explore it and be ready to it. To me, it's a different level of world building. When you do yeah. something that it, that vast of an expanse and you're you're not guiding people through it, you are letting them, you're plopping them down and saying, go ahead and wherever you go, I'll have something ready for you. That's fucking bananas. Well, I mean, just it's what he's, well, it's even more bananas is Exandria Unlimited, which was the miniseries in between campaign two and three. Matt Mercer stepped away as DM and let someone else guest DM in his world with yeah. his stuff and play with his toys. And Matt played as a player. And oh, wow. Oh, dude, I might need to check that one out. The DM was like, ah, she, she was, she goes, ah, this was absolutely horrifying for me to come to step in and play in your world that you created with yeah. all of your stuff. And just see what oh, happens. Shit. And Matt, Matt was like, I loved it. I got to sit back and relax and just be a character. That was yeah. way more fun for him than anything. But the DM, she was like, Jesus, this is. Now, this do I need to have backstory of uh, campaign one or two to enjoy that uh, that mini? No, season? no. Okay. And, in, in, and that mini season plays into it. Actually, several of the characters continue on into season into campaign campaign three. So okay. it's actually a good setup for campaign three, which is which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think it's like maybe eight episodes, so it's okay. nothing too wild or crazy or anything like that. Um, but then on top of that, just like campaign three, just listing, they've spent the whole campaign so far in one major city, and it is a massive city, and just the stuff that. Matt has built in there like there's these connecting spires and which, where they go and they're going here they're going there he knows where all the shops are and all the different taverns they can go to and he knows exactly where everything is and what it's it's I, I'm like yo I'm gonna build you guys something that's gonna take place in one location but it sure as shit ain't a city like it's <laughs> It is one building is where you right. guys are going to be hanging out. So and that's, that's enough for me. Um, yep. You know, and he's. Well, he's, my now I know that my first uh, my first task for myself is to get out of that building. Yeah. There you go. And you know that's, what? That's my first. That's you my can very certainly first try yep. to, to borrow Matt's phrase. You can certainly try. <laughs> certainly try. Well, so, for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So long story short. Legend of Vox Machina. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Um, it's it's wildly fun. It's incredibly yeah. entertaining. Um, if you haven't checked it out, if you're curious, just if you just like a nice fantasy romp, it's definitely for you. If you're curious about D and D, just know going in that this was all based on a D and D campaign. Like a lot of this stuff actually happened. Right. My favorite thing is seeing videos on YouTube right now that compare the campaign moments that happened with what's happening in the show. It's so cool to see the source material and how it got put into, um, into yeah. the actual show. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. I think for someone who, who again is, is a super D and D novice like myself to what you just said, if you're into D and D you'll appreciate this because you know what went into like, you'll appreciate like, you're like, Oh fuck, this came from a campaign where people improvised pretty much all of this. And then it got distilled into a script 
And then if you're not into D&D and you just like fantasy shit, it's just a good story. D&D aside, it is just a good it's a good sci-fi fantasy story. So, yeah, yeah like it has it's a weird it pleases it has the ability to please everyone, which is very tough to do. Yeah. And some of the performances like one of my favorite characters is Scanlan, who is a gnome so- bard. Who is yeah. he lives up to the very epitome of what, how most people play bards, which is just a sex crazed, charismatic fiend yeah. who is just very selfish. Um, you know, he's very interested in the money. Um, he's got a wide array of spells, but he's incredibly like he he sings because that's part of what a bard does is they can give inspiration to people by pepping them up, and they can also, um, you know hurt people they can give people psychic damage by mimicking them or mocking them or hurting their feelings um but they also are known to sing and so uh sam regal who plays scanlon like wrote and produced and like recorded these legitimate songs and there was one called pull on my beads of love which is all about anal beads and his character does performs this song to a group of nobles to as a distraction and it's amazing wearing a a reflective rainbow cod piece yes it is so good and i just saw tonight that someone had recorded their own cover of pull on my beads of love of course and they put it to the opening uh animation for like for it and it was so perfect it was like (laughs) dark and cinematic and it was just talking about, you know, pull pull on him and give him a tug. You know, it's just, <laughs> it was Jesus so good. Christ. And I Sam Regal retweeted, goes, it fits perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy for these people who uh, who are part of this, too, that the fact that they they went to crowdsource it. They're like, hey, for our, our band of fans, uh, mighty fans that, that want to see this, help us make this. And it blew the f- fuck up and amazon was like yep we're doing this and then they got now they get to do this you know it's it's just from a creative standpoint i'm very happy that that people who wanted to do something like this get the chance to do it it's very cool to see well that's that's the thing about this that just it gives me an extra joy in my heart is again i think the whole critical role crew they're good people they're just nerdy talented actors who are just having fun and they created something that was so much fun to watch. And I just, you know, we've talked about this before, but just hearing Matt Mercer talk about how unbelievable it was to see the Kickstarter get funded and get overfunded. And to the point where they're like, we have to add stretch goals in here. Like, cause at first like, this is cool. Now they're like, Oh shit. We have to have other things that people, and then we have to deliver on those things. Like we got to do all of this. And you know, it was such a, it, you know, he had told the story about how they were trying to pitch this idea to studios and whoever. And they were just like, I don't get it. You guys are going to be playing D&D and what? They're like, no, it's based on our campaign. And they're like, I don't get it. They just didn't understand right. it. And then once the Kickstarter got overfunded, people came right to their door and they're like, hey, we like what you're doing here. Like how, right. what can we do? Because it makes pay, perfect sense. Pay money. Yeah. They've got a built-in fan base that is a mm-hmm. rabid fan base. Mm-hmm. And not to mention everyone that's doing this is a voice actor. Right. So it's, it's so easy. Cat. Yeah. It's so easy to fill those roles. And Jared mentioned this earlier. They've got really talented people to fill in some of those other roles. Did you know David Tennant was in yeah. there? Yeah. Unbelievable. 
couldn't pinpoint. I was like, I know that voice, and I had to look it up. And I'm like, fuck me, yes, absolutely. The guy who plays Ezekiel on uh, Walking Dead plays the the um, the king. It's not the king, but yeah, the 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 sovereign or whatever. Mm-hmm. His name. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I think it was the day or two before the the show launched. They put out a they they've been releasing these video called like a. It was like the legends of the making of legends of Vox Machina or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were just showing like, hey, what's it take to do the music? And they're doing these yeah. really great behind the scenes. And they were like, we're happy to announce some of the other voice actors that they have. And like <laughs> fucking David Tennant's in there. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he's just yeah. interviewing all these people. Some of the Stephanie some... Beatrice was in there from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Modern Family, Encanto. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's amazing people. The guy who does the voice of Reinhardt and Overwatch. Okay. He's he's in there. They 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 landed some amazing talent. So cool. Which again, you got to be like, I wrote this shit down in my notebook, and you know, I pretend to be this character, and now I've got fucking David Tennant uh, coming in to voice it. It's just like, what the, what the shit? Right. You know, that is a mind fuck. It's it's just it's just become something of such a zeitgeist in that particular world that people are just drawn to it. It feels mm-hmm. like a really positive creation that right. exists out in the world that people are drawn to, want to be a part of. Right. Again, I've sent you clips from shows at sold out theaters Dude, where they're like, playing pretend for people. It sounds, the audience sounds like you're at a rock show. Yeah. It's wild. Well, he's like, roll for initiative, and the place goes fucking nuts. You would have thought someone just scored a touchdown in overtime, you know, to yes, go to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Or he's like, Which, how do you no. want to do this? And they're like, yeah! <laughs> someone rolls a critical. They're like, yes! Yeah. It's so, it's, it's so cool to see. And I think the other thing, just to kind of put a cap on it, is uh, with this becoming more and more... Um, with people at Critical Role and, and other people making it more mainstream and making it more acceptable... Uh, I use air quotes there. It it helps the kids who want to play it, the kids who got beat up back in the day, you know, in the 80s or whatever for, for playing it, the nerds, if you will. It just helps to normalize that, hey, it's cool to do this shit if you want to do it. If you want to do it, do it. Because these are trained actors who are professionally doing this. They're making a living off it. They're cool looking. Like some of them have dyed hair. Some of them look like a badass. Some of them are great, really good looking. Some of them are goofy looking. So like, it's just every everything you could, you know, uh, it, it it it's inclusive and it makes it makes you realize, hey, I don't have to hide in the shadows and do this. I can come out and have fun with this shit. And they've had some amazing guest spots from people who well, are I'm sure, yeah, amazing actors who come in and and play along, which is so much fun. And uh, I think, if anything, the Internet has taught us that, for better or worse, there are communities of people out there that exist. And it's really, I think, um, demystified mm-hmm. a lot of this world of it. Because I always saw D&D as like, oh, no, I will never do that. Like, that is Same. that is yeah. weird. Uh, I can't, I can't, no, I'm not going to play pretend. And then I did improv. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I get it now. Okay, yeah. This is fun. Oh, totally. Yeah. We'll play, play pretend. Yeah, I, I want to. I want to play pretend with a fantasy element to it. Yeah, no problem. You got this. <laughs> and uh, I, I've kind of stalled on my one shot, but I I, I want to get that out there. I want to test it, and then I want to. I want to get you and the other 
folks in I'm there so we can just see how this goes. Bit, man. You got to hurry this thing up. I'm, I'm glad. I'm it, it makes me feel good to hear that. It makes me feel good to hear that. So I, yeah. uh, you know, the, I got doing the, doing the fumbling four really took a lot of of the worry out of it. Cause I'm good. like, again, like hearing a full episode, but now being able to participate, I'm like, all right, I'm slowly starting to understand the mechanics. There's a shitload that I still don't get. Mm-hmm. You took me through that. Uh, was that online? Um, oh platform? yeah. Oh, D and D beyond. Indy Beyond, I you took me very briefly through. <laughs> I, I what is it? Is a scorecard? What? What do you? What, who That's you a character sheet. A character sheet. Yeah. Holy fuck balls! I mean, blee. The good news is all the information's there. Yeah, it's just a lot. It is a lot. It's incredibly <laughs> overwhelming, but don't worry. Yeah, I'll walk you through it. I know you will. I know you got my back on that. I'll yeah. take care of you, boy. I take care of you, boy. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think there's anywhere to go, but. Uh... You got the questions, we got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical, 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 ask practical, duh. Oh boy. Right. Oh boy. Oh boy, here we go. This, uh, this one caught my eye when I was looking. If you guys don't know, listening to this, uh, there's a tiny practical person inside of Doug called Practical Doug, and Practical Doug uh, helps dictate a lot of what Big Doug does. And Big our Doug. audience loves to ask Big Doug, 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 <laughs> loves to ask Practical Doug questions, kind of like a Dear Abby, but it's Ask Practical Doug. So you can hop on uh, live with us, and you can ask Doug in the chat. You can jump into our Discord and ask us there. Any of our social medias, just hashtag Ask Practical Doug. And today's uh, I was I was kind of scrolling through and I thought this one would be interesting from Noah. He asks, what is the best way to abbreviate the states? Should we have done three letters instead of two? Should it be a number system? And he gives an example, which is a wonderful example. Missouri is M.O. Montana is M.T. Should Missouri not be M.I. and Montana be M.O.? Michigan is M.I. Should that not be M.C.? What the fuck gives, man? Yeah, man. Uh, this was obviously created in a time where there were 13 colonies that were turned into states. And so they sort of built from there and then they kept going and kept going and kept going. Um, and I think, in my opinion, it's kind of like what they do with, um, I think it's airport codes. Okay. You know, I think the simplest way to do this I have no idea. Something. What, what was that? I don't know if that's my dog that has a toy outside my door. That's just like, like yeah, slamming against my door. Uh, super obnoxious, but sorry about that. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm like, what? What do you want? Let me in. Let me love you. Um, I, I think it would make the most sense just to do three, three letters. Like, I think that that would solve most problems. Just add that extra letter in there as opposed to two like why are we stuck with two now granted you make that change you gotta change every online form you oh, gotta change yeah. postal things like you gotta you know what i mean it's probably we could survive with it right now we're not picking up any new states you know right but um just from a purely practical standpoint outside of the logistical nightmare would be to change that i think doing three letters would make the most sense so that way 
for all the M's that existed. Which, by the way, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight M states. Jesus, is there really one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Eight? Holy fuck! Yeah, yeah, which is insane. And one, two, three, four, four W's, which is kind of one, two, kinda wild. three, four, five, six, seven, eight N's, which aren't too bad honestly those are all pretty straightforward yeah those those make sense yeah i think everything else is pretty good but the m's man the m's the m's have it right there maine is me maryland md massachusetts ma which some of them do make sense like massachusetts right? ma I, I that one but what about maine uh yeah y m e yeah that's true that's true Main, Matt, me, me, M, E, Matt, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of MIs. <laughs> One, two, yeah. three, four, five. Um, no, four MI states. And there's no, there's dog. five. Oh, five. it's Maine. It's not it. Bust your way in here. Yeah, I, I think three is the way to go. Uh, would you, instead of that, would you, do you think numbers would be easier than letters? <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. It's just one through 50. There you go. I'm just saying, you know. But then you got to go. Then you got to deal with New York going, yeah, but we're going to be number one because we're the best at everything. Well, then it's it's also, um, you know, imagine doing addresses. You know, my zip code is, you know, or it's one <laughs> 60506. You know, like just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, Jared, no. We'll, we'll put that one in a... Uh, I mean, it's, it fits with what we're doing right now, but the answer is no, it's not. Jared asks, is D&D a sport? No, it's not. Trying to slip in an extra ass practical dug yeah. there. No, uh, also opening up a very sore wound um, <laughs> to, to the podcast. Um, I, feel like, I feel like the codes would be... I don't know. I think the thing, the hard thing would be to remember what code it goes with. It'd be harder to remember numbers than it would be to remember letters, even though the letters are fucked up on some of them. Sorry, my dog just busted in my office and is now chomping out a bone. So I cannot hear that. Okay, good. I think yeah. it's picking up on my mic. And if it is, I'm sorry. I'm a uh, step away. If you away. Go back and listen to early episodes, you can hear Abby lapping water in the background. Oh, that was the best. I'm going to yeah. go close my door real quick. Yeah. Continue you go ahead and close the door. I just think, uh, I, I think. For me, especially numbers, how are you going to remember a number? Uh, you know, you, yeah. you got to memorize 50. I'm, I have to know enough thing. I have to memorize enough things as is. I'm not going to memorize state state numbers. So Right. I mean, I you'll know adding, the state that you live in, right? That's true, yeah. But I think adding that, one more letter would be the way to go. Yeah, I think that would make the most sense. Or fuck it. Why are we abbreviating them? Let's just write them out. Have we all gotten that lazy? Yes. Got the questions, we got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical, 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 practical. Ask practical, duh. Welcome to the throwdown. Jesus, Wolf, I live in a constant state of despair. Are you from Missouri or something? So that'd be DP. <laughs> yeah, I live in DP. Yeah, DP. I got a hard drive for that, too. Yep. Yep. So today's throwdown. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. 
Today's throwdown is Austin Powers versus Sterling Archer. What a great choice. Kudos yeah, baby. Once again to the council for coming up with some amazing shit for us to talk about. So uh, if you're not familiar who Austin Powers is, I mean, he might be young enough to have survived without hearing about it. So good for you if that's the case. Um, I hate it when you can't close ads on a website. I do, I've, it's the first thing. It's like a game. It's like I scroll close, down, close. And pops up, close, close. Don't open anything else up. Uh, Austin Powers is from obviously the titular character from the three movies. Austin Powers. He's basically a parody of James Bond, um, sex infused, you know, agent from the '60s who's frozen and reanimated in the late '90s early 2000s versus Sterling Archer from the show Archer uh, where he's a this will be interesting man this is going to be so much fun like yeah. it's such a I have my preconceived biases so it should be oh I know exactly who you're going for you probably yeah. do uh, who do you want to cover do you want to do uh, do you want to do uh, I'll do Austin Powers okay you do Austin Powers so Austin uh, is a tier 9b because that's important on every time we do these. Uh, his full name is Sir Austin Danger Powers. He's a male, and his age is unknown, most likely in his 30s. He's Britain's top secret agent. Um, powers and abilities. Superhuman physical characteristics. Pistol wielding. Expert martial artist. Fourth wall awareness. Hypnosis. And seduction. What does superhuman physical characteristics mean? teeth <laughs> he's got so, those teeth uh, I just clicked on that link and uh, now I'm battling with ads give me one second That's <laughs> that was my mistake That's I, I invited this hell um, requirements speed, lifting strength, striking strength, durability uh, it really does not do a good job of the levels of strength I love speed. his attack potency is stamina is- is 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 attack potency? <laughs> his attack potency is wall level. Forced open a metal door. Defeated fat bastard who can shake an underground bunker and burst through doors. Yeah, like the, I love it. Unbelievable. Uh, I don't know what his superhuman physical characteristics are per se, but he has defeated fembots by sedu- by being so sexy that their heads exploded. So it's true. just. Keep that in mind. Uh, speed, peak human. Uh, he with uh, travel speed with supersonic reactions. Reacted to several bullets and even caught one in his mouth. That's true. He did catch a bullet in his mouth. Uh, that's accurate. Uh, lifting strength, class one. Striking strength, wall class. Durability is wall level. He survived an explosion that tore apart a room. Survived an explosion that killed his mother when he was a baby. Stamina is peak human. He's got uh, average human melee range and several meters with weaponry, standard equipment, pistol, high-tech glasses, and smoke bombs. And he has presumably high intelligence. Being a secret agent, he should be at certain level of intelligence. Hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. That thing yeah. that says being a secret agent, he should be at a certain level of intelligence. Of intelligence. This intelligence is presumably high. I have issue with that. Do you? If you've seen the movies, he's not super intelligent. I wouldn't say he's dumb. Yes. He's not Maybe grog average. level stupid, but yeah. 
I'd say he's relatively average, you know, presumably high. How dare you? How dare you versus battles.fandom.com slash wiki slash Austin underscore powers? How dare you? Just saying, man, he's 9B. Mm. Just putting it out there. Mm. Uh, weakness is very bad at aiming when using pistols, but <laughs> standard equipment pistols. What's the hold on his uh, powers and abilities? Pistol wielding, but he's bad at aiming pistols. <laughs> oh man! Okay, uh, yeah. His attacks are a judo chop, fourth wall awareness, and hypnosis. I love the fourth Duh. wall awareness. Austin could understand the language of someone else by reading the subtitles. That's accurate. His that is accurate. Um, Doug, what does Sterling Archer have? Let's talk about Sterling Mallory Archer. Uh, he is a 9C. Um, he is a master secret agent for International Secret Intelligence Service, former drug dealer and private investigator. <laughs> Uh, so he's definitely in really good shape. I know this, like from the show. I love the show. Archery's so good. Uh, I've got posters of him up on my wall. Oh, shirtless. He's, I know he's in good shape. He's definitely peak human physiology. He's skilled gunman. He's good at spying. Uh, he can deceive enemies, resistant to poison manipulation. Due to his alcoholism, Archer can metabolize an absurd amount of both alcohol and poison. Barely being only mildly affected, drinking nine melon balls after tossing, after losing a liter of blood, didn't notice being on IV drip of Zima for weeks. Quickly overcame the effects of knockout drug in a matter of minutes at most, and suffered no negative effects after drinking Barbicide, even fighting right afterwards. <laughs> oh, he's got sound manipulation due to his developing tinnitus, is mainly unaffected ah. by the sound of point blank gunfire that causes other immense pain. Uh uh yeah he's street level attack potency he's pretty good fighter um speed athletic human um are you hearing an echo nope i am i am and that's upsetting that's upsetting hey chat anyone watching live right now are you hearing an echo are you hearing me or just yourself hearing myself that's that's also coming through on discord Delightful. Mm-hmm. Delightful. Wonderful. We hear it. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Then let's wrap this up. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why that Robert happened. Wallmeyer jumping back in again. Why did the echo did just the start? Echo start? Why? Why? I haven't echoed I this whole time. What happened? What happened? Well. <sighs> one of those episodes. Yep. The fuck? The fuck? It's because, but yeah, Bob jumped in, and so now it's just like, nope, can't compute. Can't compute. <sighs> so I'll go ahead while Doug figures that out. I'll jump right in here. Um, sound manipulation. Uh, attack. Well, we were at the attack thing. Yeah. So street level attack. Um, Likely higher, was able to knock out uh, Eddie, who endured being rammed through wooden pillars. Athlete uh, athlete level plus. Um, Speed, he's uh, at least athletic human. Travel speed, superhuman combat speed and reactions. He also dodged bullets on multiple occasions. Uh, Could count bullets fired during combat. Subsonic attack speed with his uh, PPK pistol. And higher with other weapons. 
He's got above average uh, human lifting strength. Striking strength is street class durability, street level. Um, he's expl- He also survived an explosion that destroyed a large yacht and even experienced a head of the KGB believed no one could survive as well as a massive avalanche that destroyed a large cottage. Stamina is superhuman. Uh, was fine after drinking a glass. Uh, after drinking glass, I don't remember that. Quickly recovered from a harpoon piercing his shoulder with no negative side effects, etc., etc. Standard range equipment: guns, grenades, knives. Uh, intelligence not high in everyday matters, but still a skilled combatant. Weaknesses: insecure, selfish, egocentric, misogynistic, racist, alcoholic. As mother issues may not hide his occupation as a secret agent, since he thought it was quote really cool. There you go. Archer for the win. Archer. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do this with the echo. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Archer for the win. I mean, it, it goes without saying that Archer is going to be the one to to knock out Austin. Like, it just, I'd yeah. say they're both not super intelligent, but uh, Archer is the more lethal combatant. Regardless, whatever happens, he will. He's way more skilled than Austin Powers, and he would. I mean, even if they tried to fuck each other in a fuck fest, I think Archer would win. Archer would win. A hundred percent. I I would give it to Archer all day long. Archer can do all the things Austin can, also while drunk. Yes. Yes. So, there you go. We did it. I just want to vent for a second. You're going to hear double of me, and I'm sorry. I did literally nothing, and then all of a sudden an echo happened. Rampage indeed, sir. Stupid stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. I did nothing. I did nothing. And then it starts echoing. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Rampage. And my dog just farted. Dog just and it farted. smells just horrendous just in here right now. In here right now. Guys, Doug's having a night. God damn it. God damn it. He's having a night. <sighs> Justin, Sorry, would you mind? Uh, what do you got to recommend this week? Uh, I'm going to recommend The Legend of Vox Machina. Uh, I it It's just a great show so far. Again, if you're into sci-fi or it's not sci-fi, if you're into fantasy, Lord of the Rings style, anything that has to do with that, check it out. It's it's a great fantasy show. And if you're also into Dungeons and Dragons or if you're curious about D&D, this is a great, very, very light entry point for you because it's not D&D heavy, but you know that it came from a D&D story. Uh, do you want me to tell people what you what you recommend? No, Doug? you're no, going to have to fucking listen to it. Listen to it. Uh, I recommend, ironically, the old album Clarity by Jimmy World from 1999. I just recently uh, re-listened to it, and it's fucking awesome. It holds up. Check it out. Check it out. All right, Justin. All right, Justin. All right, Justin. Take us through the end of the show. It's all you. all you. Oh, boy. You've never done this before. Uh, all right. Call to action. So what we're asking you guys today is, uh, nope, that's not the one. Um, no, uh, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on YouTube. Uh, make sure to share us around and all that. What do you do, man? When you don't do this, it's really hard to remember all the things you, you follow do. us on all our Join social our medias. Servers. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can support us on Patreon. All of our social medias at mind gap podcast. Uh, join us on Discord. Check out merch on Redbubble. And uh, on Saturdays, you can join Doug for the video game live stream. Uh, 
in our call to action this week is for you guys to go to wherever you listen to the audio version of this podcast. Uh, rate us, give us a rating, and give us a review because it is massively, massively helpful. So thank you for that. And uh, while you're in the online realm, check uh, me out at on Twitter and Instagram. Man, I'm all over the place. Twitter and Instagram at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And then um, you can uh, listen to us on all the Spotify's and Stitchers and all that good stuff. And then uh, just keep an eye on all of Tui State's things. Oh, tomorrow morning, if you're listening to this live tomorrow morning, The Life and Debt of a Liberal Arts Major is premiering on YouTube at 10 a.m. Central. So um, hop on YouTube, Tui State's channel, and check that out. And then uh, you can you know watch it anytime after that. It'll go right on demand. So there you go. Doug? I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Stream and everyone watching live, thank you. And listeners, thank you. And you all, and you all have a dandy <laughs> fucking <laughs> week. Mind Gap Podcast.